0: Vladimir Putin put a price on the lives of American soldiers in Afghanistan. Would you warn him to never do it again? U.S. intelligence had included the Russian bounties in writing for the
1: presidential daily briefing book and a March interagency meeting. All I can do is ask the question. Uh, He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be.
0: President Trump, who golfed today, put himself in a trap with an offensive retweet. He thanked Florida supporters, but the expletive-filled video included
1: shouts of white power. White power! White power!
0: No, I don't take responsibility at all. You
1: know And the White House played clean-up again, claiming the president did not hear the racist chant. There's never been a thing like this.
0: The Born to be Mild Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of your favorite Can You Believe This Crap podcast, Born to be Mild. Pete needed the week off this week to administer coronavirus tests to the Ohio State Chess Team, as well as help defend a statue of a pelican in his aunt's backyard garden from a mob of marauding koi fish. But we are lucky enough to have with us today our West Coast Chief Correspondent, Nick Hulia. He's here to recap another week full of interesting, infuriating, and sometimes entertaining stories. So welcome back, Nick. Glad to be with you, buddy.
1: Hey, thanks, Ron. Uh, How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty (laughs) well. Um, I was able to have the wife go and take the little baby for a little walk while we do our show here. So we are going to hopefully be interruption free while we discuss the news of the day. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with how things have been with you, because out in L.A., I want to know what's been going on. How's this city been the whole time? I know that uh, you guys have gone through lockdown, reopening, and a resurgence out there, and uh, I just want to know what it's been like.
1: Yeah. So I think the last time we talked uh, on the show was, uh, I think it was like middle of March or something like that. So like things were like ramping up all across the country, but... um, yeah, California was doing pretty well, uh, as I recall, but now, um, things have kind of like gone a little sideways because, uh, so, you know, like kind of the mass thing has been pretty done pretty well out here. I, from what I can see Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, like kind of the protocols of like a lot of stuff, you know, were mostly the same and the, the reopening was happening pretty well, but, um, you know, you go around town and you start to see like filled up restaurants, and you know, like uh, you know, some of the social distancing is kind of like a uh, little bit, le- you know, le- leveled off a little bit, and so you kind of see these little differences that have kind of like what I think kind of escalated uh, some of the the problems that are happening now. Um, the crazy thing was is you know, uh, my my girlfriend lives in downtown, and so like she was right there. Spring Street was like the epicenter for the protests. Um, that happened a couple weeks ago uh i mean there was graffiti not graffiti graffiti graffiti's art uh (laughs) spray paint everywhere with uh you know bullshit that the you know some of and you know like uh largely the protests were very peaceful uh what happened on those first couple nights was just kind of startling because it was like wait a second like i mean uh you know my girlfriend's pretty good friends with this photographer she used to uh work for the downtown news um and uh he, uh, he was walking around and he's always, you know, right in the middle of everything. And it was like that, that day, that Friday, you know, like it was kind of like, hey, um, what are you doing out here? And he's like, oh, the protests. And I'm like, there's no protests happening. He's like, yeah, they're like here. And I'm like, I don't see anything. And that night, like they destroyed Spring Street, like busted <laughs> open a Starbucks. I mean, it was like you did not see this coming because it mm-hmm. was largely peaceful. But like. I'm telling you, once it got dark out, um, the night fell. Yeah, like, it was uh, a completely different group of people. A lot it of it really places. was. I mean, like it was younger people. It wasn't really the protesters. I mean, like there was families protesting. Those people were yeah. not there anymore, you know. So, I mean, like a lot of a lot of shit has kind of changed. Uh, a lot of shit happened, but um, I think that you know, um, I think that we're headed for uh, shutdown part due. Uh, coming, <laughs> coming up shortly here, probably this I, week. I believe
0: you. I mean, there are places all over the country that are now putting mask ordinances back in place, either states or localities uh, specifically. Um, and I was reading somewhere this week that they have a direct correlation between in, in-person in dining and upticks with COVID cases just across the board because that's like a really good indicator of what's going to happen. So it stands to reason that as these people were opening up way too quick across the country, that that's exactly what you're going to see.
1: Yeah, I think that that's kind of the thing that we can probably learn from this mistake is that there's certain businesses that are totally fine with reopening, but there's certain businesses that it's just like, uh, no, you know what? I don't think we should be doing that because it's extremely it's, irresponsible yeah, it's, and negligent it's, to it's, do so. It's, res- yeah, it's respiratory droplets. It's aerosolized, uh, in the air. And there's 30 people in a dining room, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's kind closed, of like why?
0: confined <laughs> uh, Yeah, situations with low ventilation.
1: Absolutely. And I think that what we can do is just say, Hey, you know what? Like we can totally reopen these types of businesses. And like a lot of people are being really smart about it. Like, um, Friend of mine uh, went to a smoke shop, and it's like, yeah, he went in, uh, but it's one person in the shop at a time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you can manage that situation. There's certain situations where it's just like, how are you managing this without like a bubble around you or something like that? It's just not possible. So, uh, right.
0: And like we were saying, the simplest thing to do is the mask protocol. And that eliminates so much of the headaches that you would have. And you could reopen so many businesses as long as you made that mandatory and as long as it was being enforced.
1: Yeah. The mask thing, I mean, it's just uh, I don't know if you saw any of that stuff in uh, what is it? Uh, Palm Palm Beach or whatever in Florida. But like, I mean, some of these people, it's like. I mean, we got them out here in Orange County. Uh, There's a contingent of people that were like opposed to the mask like pretty Mm -hmm. much immediately. And uh, you know, now that Gavin Newsom's done the mandate, I mean, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, it's obviously a recommendation, but um, you know, I was actually, uh, I heard uh, Pence, uh, the, what's it called? Uh, The White House Coronavirus Task task Force. Force, yeah. They're back, they're back. And (laughs) They are back. Yeah, after two months of not meeting. And uh, Pence was all about wearing the mask. He didn't wear one, but he said you should definitely do it. So at (laughs) least we got that. It took, uh, what, six months to get him to say that? (laughs) Sure. And although he said you should do it, he
0: also said that when questioned, why aren't you wearing one himself? And why aren't people, all the people at the Trump rallies wearing one as we saw in Arizona? uh, He said, well, it's because everyone has the right to exercise their freedom. And you get to exercise your freedom, I guess,
1: all over everyone else. Medical freedom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, well, no, the one thing with the freedom stuff, it's like, you know what, you are free to do what you want, but I'm also, you know, free to be pissed off that you're doing it, you know? So it's like, I don't think that you should, your choices should not affect my medical situation. So it's like, there's a lot of selfishness around that type of uh, ideology.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the Second Amendment gives you your freedom to have the guns, but you also don't get to just rain bullets into the sky and let them fall as they may.
1: No, that's and that's probably essentially a bad what idea. you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah, thanks for a little glimpse into the uh, life at the edge of civilization. I feel that we are all sliding right
1: there with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that um, you know, like we go back to kind of what we were doing before, because look, I mean, the the thing that I I think that Hopefully, is very pronounced to people now. Is that the virus was not going away? The the steps and the measures that we put in place were working. So that's the key thing here. Is that uh, when when we started to lift, we saw exactly what we thought we were going to see. You know,
0: and it's all about the message because I read a meme this week that said, "I think that the biggest the biggest mistake." That um, we were making is telling Americans that wearing a mask is to protect other people. Right. <laughs> so you got to know yeah. your audience because Americans yeah. don't give a shit about other people a lot no, of the time. No, no.
1: that's per- that's very very uh, correct. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this week we're going to
0: start our coverage with you know you guessed it Donald Trump. <laughs> um oh, and that we're going to we're going to talk about <laughs> does this guy even want the job and i ask this because he is making it look like he does not want to get reelected he is doubling down and he is just speaking to the worst parts of his constituency um there was a a tweet this morning saying how he was um, all in favor of this little golf cart parade that was going around. And there were some protesters to the senior citizens who were doing so as a pro-Trump parade. And the first thing you hear out of this lady in the golf cart is white power. And then next thing you know, he retweets it and says, thanks for your support, uh, old people community. I love (laughs) you.
1: So I I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I actually did get a chance to see that. And I was a little confused because it didn't really seem to be, like, uh, relevant to what was happening, like, in any way. So I I was kind of like, why are you even saying that? Well, yeah,
0: he's just (laughs) taking any support he can get at this point. I mean, obviously, his numbers continue to slide. And you have all these battleground states that 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 were leaning heavily Republican that are now in the fold, like Texas and right here in Ohio. Finally, we're starting to regain a little bit of our sense. Um, but you know, this guy does his best from outside of the job. He is better at lobbing bombs from the outside, tearing down what other people are trying to accomplish instead of actually putting forth solutions to the issues himself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really just think that there was a lot of like kind of softball level, like kind of policy kind of things that like he could have totally garnered favor from a lot of groups and just kind of was like, eh, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. And you know what? Also I'm going to double down on some bullshit that I was talking about two years ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, So it just, it kind of just shocks you is like, dude, you could have like, like easily won like by just like, like, you know, like shutting your mouth essentially. Well, I mean, staying silent is one option, but also just like, Hey, you know, like you could say let's enact some like low level, like uh, policies in like, uh, try and help out like the black lives matter movement and like policing and i know that's not his thing but like he could have made it his thing and like got some some garnered some favor there but like the the virus and the response with that i mean it's just like i don't even get it after the tulsa thing i was just like what the fuck is this guy even doing now like it doesn't even make any sense
0: yeah it's been one misstep after another um I heard the scariest thing in the world this week when someone suggested that he might try to pull a Grover Cleveland. and I, I've heard it, people talking about that. Have the split term. So where he loses in a landslide this time around, he gets to go and have the rallies and the Fox and OAN interviews continuously for the next four years and just continue to lob the bombs while he is perpetually in a state of uh, election and uh, come back in 2024 for another run at it. What's he gonna be like? Eighty? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't I mean, matter. See, I swear to God, you could throw no up an animatronic up. version of him. Fuck yeah, dude! Exactly. I mean, like,
1: pump him full of all kinds of weird government <laughs> drugs or something like that. You mean <laughs> other than the ones he's already on? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's gonna be in the future, so there'll probably be better ones. Um, <laughs> right, but that's I mean, true. It, it's crazy because I just i I don't think that that's possible. But the one thing that you know. When you say, like, the inundation of media, it's just interesting because all these kind of, like, alt platforms uh, that are coming out, it's, like, OAN. And I think, I think that there's some kind of uh, app that's trying to compete with Twitter now called Parcel that's all the, uh, like, online conservatives are pushing. as nice. like a, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of platforms that are like this. But it's just interesting because, like, look, I mean, as much as you want to say, like, CNN is, like, opposing Trump or, like, left-leaning or whatever – they fucking elected him because they fucking, we saw, I don't know if you remember, but 2016. They put him when, on was, all
0: day, every day it, was, the Trump News it Network. was a spectacle.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, anything he said or did or filmed was put on CNN, and it was just 24 hours of him, and it totally was free advertising, and, and uh, they can do it again but i think that that speaks
0: to them actually coming home to some of the pol- or some of the visions that they've had all along where if it's a free market And you want to deny the uh, gay person a cake, it's the same thing when Twitter wants to deny you your right to hate speech on their platform. So you have to build something else, and then you can go and do all that stuff on your own, on your own platform. And maybe that's what they're finally doing instead of trying to say, whoa, wait a second, we'd like to have some big government all of a sudden,
1: and we want them to let us play in the sandbox with everybody else. Well, it's interesting because, like, I, uh, you know, like, I'm uh, kind of a tech kind of guy. So like anytime I see some of these kind of like, I don't know exactly what you would call them, but like they're message boards essentially. And uh, right. it's just interesting because like uh, one of the ones that uh, I go on sometimes, it's just insane because it's like, it's called uh, gab and uh, it's totally like, there's just such a weird contingent of like people that have, um, how do I put it? It's kind of like conspiracy theory but also like uh you know kind of finding friends it's weird because it's like you know you you kind of like you want to 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 read stuff like even if it's not true if it supports your your values and your your premonitions and ideas uh you want to believe it's true so then you end up like coming uh finding like a common ground or like a a group you know like it's like kind of what all social media is about it's like finding this social group that you can identify with and it's like but then it's based around conspiracy theory it's just like sure I well mean, it's
0: yeah the confluence is amazing and so modern so you're talking essentially about confirmation bias and um that is definitely plaguing our society at all angles but none more than on the right so yeah You kind of have this um, merger, well, it's been this way for a while, but it's at peak form right now, of entertainment and fact. And Donald Trump is the perfect example of that, because he is more entertainment than fact, but he has taken the position of real authority through the use of entertainment means. He has no actual qualifications, he has just sung and danced
1: his way to the top. Well, I I gotta say... You know, I, the real the real thing that really pisses me off is that um, I just like to have my Donald Trump back because uh, I was a fan of The Apprentice. And uh, <laughs> so all these fucking fakers out there that think that they're Trump people, it's like, no, you didn't watch The Apprentice. OK, I did. So <laughs> I want him back. I, want I, w- I swear
0: the- to God, I will. I'll admit. <laughs> gladly right now that it was appointment viewing for me and my family for at least the first four or five seasons because it was
1: yeah it was fun it was stupid
0: (laughs) it was the crotchety old man and you got to see team efforts on stuff right it's like top chef except in the business world there was nothing wrong with it as long as this man didn't want to hold higher office yeah you know and that's <laughs> so, where it got bad and then you talk about like the community aspect of these things i think QAnon is the best example of that because yeah. you go to the trump rallies and you see people holding up the cues and you see him retweeting multiple conspiracy theories that are brought forth on that platform it's and like, not only yeah. that it is a community that prides themselves on friendship, on knowing one another, on spreading it in a friendly way, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of religious, you know, evangelical people who are on there that, you know, Mm -hmm. have their end time talks through those discussions, and everything's based on the cabals, and they they really find a home there and he speaks to them but he is also one of them because i think he does believe in some of this stuff even though he has access to tons of contradictory evidence he just probably doesn't care to read the briefings
1: well i think that i think that that's exactly right and i think that his like the level of like his ability to entertain is directly tied to the salacious nature of the the content that he creates because it's all about like what is gonna sell the best? And he's yeah. like, you know, and it's like that's his mentality. So it's like, if you think he's doing this because, you know, uh there's some great like well, I mean, go even deeper with the conspiracy. Like, no, I mean like it's 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 because he knows that this content plays well with uh, you know, like both sides, essentially, because one side is just gonna be completely outraged and the other side is gonna go like, Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like and it's like, what are we actually reading about? It's like it's, so it's kind of like once you like go, uh, wait, you know, like maybe we shouldn't even be talking about this, but right. because the fucking president brought it up, I guess we uh, should address it.
0: Yes, this man <laughs> has definitely learned a long time ago that if it bleeds it leads so he makes sure that there is a knife stuck in every single thing that he trots out there
1: oh my god (laughs)
0: um but speaking of this man's aspirations um i can only say that he really doesn't have much in the way of a vision for the country um so he sat down with the professional blowhard and hall of fame ego stroker sean hannity this week for another one of their little friendly sit downs and uh at the end of it, Mr. Hands, he uh asked him a simple question, you know, what are your top priorities for the second term? And uh we have the audio and we'll play that for you guys. And so essentially he was basically saying that um I uh I don't really have anything, but I know a lot more people now than I did then. So things should be good. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know exactly what he was
1: trying to bring to the table. Well, I think that the the weirdest part about it was it was kind of like there was no actual like. Uh, he didn't really actually say anything. So it's mm-hmm. like if it was it's like, do you you know, like, uh, are you saying that, like, uh, I'm experienced at the job I, I because I did the job? So it's like you don't get like bonus points for doing something uh, like I I guess he didn't really kind of sell to me that like his experience was actually going to pay off in the long run. So it's just it's kind of like I don't know if 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 that's going to be something that, you know, his base is going to be able to to you can't stand on that alone.
0: And well, if you look at him something. now versus four years ago and the proof is in the pudding, his actions do not show that he's learned a damn thing.
1: No, not at all. And I think that the one thing that <clears throat> the one thing that kind of always scares me a little bit about like uh, and I, I guess I wouldn't say scare, but like uh, is worry for me is that the, 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 the cap like his group around him continues to get smaller and uh, that, that difference of opinion kind of like, you know, I don't think it gets to him very often. And I think that what what can be problematic with that is that, you know, he thinks he's doing a good job. Like, I'm sure he does. So it's like if if he thinks that his he's getting better at being president, I, I feel like I don't see how he could believe that. But um, he's not he doesn't have a lot of people telling him the otherwise. So.
0: Right. Well, he has yeah. definitely filled the cabinet constantly with yes men whenever any of the adults in the room decide to leave their post because they've had enough. You know, you had the first wave of all these positions who some people would say were appropriate for the job, but now you just fill each and every one of them with more and more yes men. So he doesn't know how to take the temperature of the room if the room is the nation or the American people in general but he does know how to play to all the people who are licking his boots all the time because he just keeps doing that ad nauseum. Um, yeah. So, like, in terms of what he was been able to do, it's been absolutely squashed in a lot of ways, and he's making things worse in a lot of ways. So he, uh, the use of Pentagon funds for the border wall was decided to be illegal this week. Yeah,
1: I can't believe he, he uh, brought that back out. I haven't talked about the wall in a long time.
0: No, but they're definitely <laughs> still chanting it at all the rallies, even though, I don't know, is he going to have to pay it back out of his allowance or what? But it, the use of funds was deemed to be illegal. And so what he did was not right. Um, right. He's yeah. He starts to get more and more censorship on Facebook with his posts. And you have people like... Uh, Coca-cola Ben and Jerry's Dove these guys have all announced that they are temporarily or have an open-ended boycott of advertising on Facebook because of the amount of hate speech and divisive rhetoric essentially coming from the right a lot of the time and um, he's bringing that ship down with him yeah um, and then we had uh, Thursday night at 10:30 p.m. the administration files with the Supreme Court urging them to overturn the Affordable Care Act once again and this is after I think almost 500,000 people have signed up for it since losing their jobs because of the pandemic which
1: I'm I, sure will play just great I' can't um, believe yeah, see that's a, the one thing I mean uh, sorry but like uh, the the whole idea that like if they would have wasn't it McCain that saved that from happening? right Uh, right because he marched in so
0: triumphantly and had the no vote that sealed the deal sealed the fate
1: so it's like if 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 uh if donald trump hadn't had some kind of stupid beef with fucking john mccain like and it might already be gone oh it would definitely would be and uh you know like that would have just been the i mean it would have been absolutely horrendous like uh the amount of people that would have you know what would have happened. With Twenty the million, million people, people are
0: yeah. on uh, the Affordable Care, or, you know, getting coverage from the Affordable Care Act right now. So that many people would have lost their coverage. That many people would have lost the protections for the pre-existing conditions, which we know the insurance industry was just having a field day with either denying coverage or raising rates for people for decades, and it was not fair at all. So you had people like Lamar Alexander, say that the senators only wanted to repeal the penalties for not getting coverage, a.k.a. the mandate. Right. And I guess that's a uh, principled conservative way to look at. You cannot uh, impose a tax or whatever on people that hasn't been approved by Congress or or whatever you want to say to that. But essentially, Trump never was going to be happy with just that. He wants to get rid of damn near everything that Barack Obama ever did, and that includes giving people health care.
1: Well, I think the, the 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 craziest part about this is like the way that like it kind of showed itself because like the idea of a medical emergency that we're experiencing now and a ton of people having to essentially not be able to go to work because they're getting laid off and it's like but we also have most of our most health coverage is tied to your employer. So it's like if that's not like a rushing nesting doll of showing that hey, you know what? The system is fucked up. Like, we should definitely have, like, a, a, a national health uh, situation so we can we, – health uh, healthcare. because, like, look, we could totally fucking avoid this situation. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. And we yeah.
0: don't have to have so many people worried, obviously tied to their jobs for insurance reasons, but also be – so susceptible to things like a pandemic or any type of industry catastrophe where so many, they end up without insurance just because their job went away.
1: Yeah. I mean like just the, the, the pain that I feel for like these people that lose their job or for the, because of the situation, it's like, but you get double hit because then you don't have insurance as well. So it's just like, 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 why are we doing like, this is the, the, the least fortunate people in the situation. And we just keep kicking them. And it's like why? And uh, and not only that. I mean, anything. they're
0: actually starting to pull away from him in his most loyal constituencies. Now, I don't mean the uh, non-college-educated white men because I'm pretty sure they're all digging their ditches and just entrenched right now I for him so. for forever. <laughs> but I was reading that the uh, over 65 crowd is now polling in a Democratic way for the first time in like generations.
1: Yeah, I and saw. Uh- White women, too, were uh, moving away from Trump. I don't know what poll that was, but yeah.
0: Extremely, extremely uh, fitting. And uh, a good response, I would say, by those demographic groups, considering what he's trying to do to them and to society in general. And I think they just had enough of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just... I don't know exactly how he's going. I mean, it's going to have to be voter suppression. um, Because it's like, look, if if there's if there's a message or, like, uh, like a a policy that, like, you think... Because, like, I mean, look, you can say that the the economy was doing well maybe because of Trump, but I think that that was kind of, like, not the reality of the situation because, like, the stock market's still going up, Mm -hmm. even though we're having, like, like just record unemployment and, uh, you know, really kind of, like, murky kind of forward... Uh, thinking on the on the economy and like getting it rolling again, and it's like, but the uh, the stock market, it's like, look, it's obviously not tied to anything Trump was doing. Like, rich people are still going to be rich, and they're still going to trade stocks, and they're still going to make money off of that stuff, and it has nothing to do with anything Trump policy that he enacted. So, I mean, uh, I don't know where he run what he runs on at this point. You know, uh, I'm trying to like give the guy a break and say, hey, you know, like hey, you know, like, he's got this. But, I mean, I'm really struggling. Because, I mean, look, uh, with a lot of the stuff that's been going around, especially with, like, military, um, weird military stuff going on, I I think that there's, you know, even the vets. And, I mean, like, there's just not a lot to, like, like there, I guess is my point. (laughs) No, I would say not. And speaking of weird
0: military stuff, did you (laughs) see the Russian bounty program? That is one hell of a
1: story, man. That is a very dark kind of odd thing that like my mind just kind of was going all over the place as to why would Russia be doing this? Oh, I mean, why do they want to have disinformation campaigns as their
0: sole um, offensive strategy throughout the world? Because they yeah. just want unrest. They want democratic institutions to fall. And, you know, so do a lot of people here in America. I mean, there was a, a story that came out this week about a uh, an actual member of the armed services who was trying to give away his um, unit's upcoming positions to... Al Qaeda and Taliban officials, so that they could then kill his fellow servicemen, all in the hopes of having chaos and destruction and bringing down the system from the inside. So we see this stuff, especially from fringe groups on the right, where there is no rhyme or reason, but
1: it it's the reality nonetheless. Yeah, and it's all in the name of hate and and kind of trying to like foment this idea of superiority and and it and. kind of just this rhetoric that kind of like just has no no real place in society and it comes from like the weakest individuals and and they kind of just i don't know like you know i just go back to like kind of uh you know the oklahoma city bombing and those types of events it it just it kind of is just like where does this like how does this hate, hate like get generated and then you know ultimately gets uh activated and in these just really bizarre ways and, it, and, and weaponized and these are the people yeah. who
0: are stockpiling the guns, man. I mean like, and these you are the just people go back who to are... thinking that way, just think about it and uh, don't act. <laughs> <laughs> well they're you know? filled with so much hate and so much contempt for society and for people trying to do their best because they're they're different from them, that they don't know any other way but to spread fear and to spread hate, and that seems to be their
1: weapon of choice. No, uh, and you know, going back to the uh, the Russian bounty thing. Yes, of course. I keep want to call it, wanting to call it Bounty Gate. I don't we know, should. What, was, yeah. Was that uh, that was uh, what the Saints? that was the New Orleans
0: Saints? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <okay. laughs> um, a, a big story on its own, but this is the newest iteration
1: of it. Let's put it that. Yeah. Way. Um, but I keep thinking it's like, and then Trump says he didn't know anything about it or wasn't briefed, and I right. just wanted to just roll this car back out. Is what if Obama said that? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like they would have, like Fox News would have just been like, he's he's an agent of, you know what I mean? It was just, been oh yeah, well he has black skin, so he's
0: easily uh, pigeonholed as someone who is on the Middle East side or someone that you know is beholden to them. But yeah, I yeah. mean, this one he's obviously beholden to Russia in so many aspects, and 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 just cannot wait to shine Putin's shoes with his spit that he is going to disregard something for months and months and not even bring it to light until one of his top officials leaks out that this happened and then obviously he denies it but yeah. to think that, you know, you're going to let people be in harm's way in our service uh, – our servicemen and not and not try and prevent it and bring it to light so that we can address the issue and put the proper sanctions on Russia so they might stop doing that kind of thing or hold them accountable in any way, it just boggles the mind. So it, that's not going to play well with a lot of people that, that no, you would think might, have, might be on his side naturally.
1: Yeah, and I mean I think that the kind of – the – the real kind of like, with the way he, uh, sorry, he, when he uh, said that he didn't know about it, you know, like I kind of kept thinking to myself, well, like that's, that kind of sounds like him a little bit. It's pretty on brand because it's yeah. like, how, how does this guy actually get information from the top officials? It's like, I don't really know, but like one would assume, I think I've heard that like he only gets one briefing a week now or something right. like that Right,
0: he has but, continually lessened the amount of time that he has to sit and be talked at
1: yeah so i mean like he could have been in the room and he was just like doing something else he was, he on was Twitter. probably tweeting absolutely yeah <laughs> he's That's like right. just heard some interesting info <laughs> well yeah. uh well uh coming monday
0: <laughs> right ping pong pizza is back with some more kids in the basement yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But we'll get to that in the uh, the TikTok segment of the show coming oh, yeah, okay. up. Um, but I did yeah. want to mention that this week the Senate Democrats rejected a very watered-down police reform bill, and yeah. the House Democrats passed their own stronger version with some actual GOP support. Uh, the legislation, which is aptly titled the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, was spearheaded by Congressional Black Caucus Chairwoman Karen Bass, and it would mm-hmm. ban the chokeholds, the no knock warrants in the drug cases, and reform qualified immunity, which is the big sticking point, making it right. easier, you know, for people to pursue claims against the police in civil court. Um, you had three Republican representatives that were, um, actually on the side of this and they voted with the democrats now there was no um it, it wasn't explicitly said that they were immediately called traitors by the president and ushered out of congressional chambers and barred from the party for life but it certainly is plausible in these days that that kind of thing would happen just because they were trying to reach across the aisle for some real change
1: yeah and i think that these types of things i mean the the chokeholds and and like the, the no knock warrants I mean it, it's kind of like you you can see like how those could be implemented or like there might be a reason uh, to implement something like this but like largely I think that you know this is not really necessary like right. I, I I keep thinking to myself like so like how how do like? How often do you have horrendous criminals come calmly, like, uh, or like turn themselves in? You know, like I think about all the like crazy murderers uh, that we've had over the course of like you know the last fifty years or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't hear about them getting a chokehold or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's right. like where is this being used and-, and and how is it being used? And I think that like getting some information about that because it's like, I just always think it's like, well, didn't like when the cops picked up, like, I don't know. I was just thinking to like the other day, like Jeffrey Dahmer, like, uh, didn't somebody want to put him in a chokehold or something like that? Or I don't know. It's like, it's just interesting to me that like how, like all these like arrests become like a different situation. And it seems like they should all largely be the same. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, I think that the, the uh, what is the qualified immunity, I think that that could really change things. Because, like, then it puts something uh, on your, you know, you get, uh, you, you start you think about it because you, you could go to jail if you do this, you know?
0: Absolutely. You could actually <laughs> yeah. be held to account. Yeah. Um, so... I was trying to look into this a little bit because I think that when you have these large package bills, it seems a little amorphous. And there's always something people can pick out that they don't like about it and find a reason not to vote for it. But then I went down the rabbit hole of looking into it a little more. And why don't we have something where it's like this is called the no chokehold bill. And then it's pretty straightforward. It includes nothing else except that. And you can vote and we can all see your... (laughs) Your actual preference on this, one way or the other. Right. Well, um, they've had act or they've had bills introduced into Congress like this before. Um, one of them's called the or it's been called the One Subject at a Time Act. And unfortunately, it's only been by real small government Republicans that have introduced this uh, going back all the way to 2013. So there has to be a little bit more as to why you can only get the band together and only get um, all the support on your side mustered when you have these large bills that seem to encompass so much.
1: Right, Uh, It's just kind of confusing to me. Well, it's stuff that probably doesn't have anything to do with, uh, first of all, you know, doesn't have anything to do with the actual, uh, you know, core elements of the bill. And then also, you know, like it's a lot of probably, I mean, like I I can't speak to it specifically, but like I'm I'm assuming moving a lot of money around. Yeah, there's a lot of pork in those
0: bills, as they say. And I understand where you don't want to fund three different things when you're only trying to get this one thing done and people are slipping things in at the last minute. I understand that that's been, like, a very contentious point for a couple hundred years now in how we legislate. But I don't think that we can't have these slim down, focused efforts on reform from time to time.
1: And this would be one of those times. I mean, this you know, I'm not a politician. And, and you know, like, I, I don't necessarily know exactly how these things operate. But I know that, you know, I've seen situations where they're literally, like, running – you know, like final drafts to these people, like at the last possible second. And it's like, this is 2020. I mean, like, shouldn't there be a better way to do this? Like, I feel (laughs) like there's a, like, there's a more logical means to introducing things that will have actual sweeping change in this country. But actually like the one thing that like, why, you know, like, why, like the the amount of funds that go to different places. It's like in the tax money that like, it's like, it's like, I just feel like there's got to be a way to put more control in in that. And I, I get it, you know, like we elect these officials to uh, exhibit that control over the funds and, and, and in the laws of the land. But like... Sometimes I just don't think that like it, it works really that well. And I, <laughs> no, I think-
0: it, it does not work really well. And if you look at the $1.4 billion that were sent out to dead people in uh, coronavirus right, yeah, relief funds, <laughs> um, yeah. you can understand that that's a pretty good case in point of how things don't work. Because it was like, all right, the department of whatever who sent out the uh the money didn't have access to the dead people list but this other governmental agency did and all they needed to do was like run it through their system or share a little bit of information and you would have been able to clean all that up but it just wasn't happening because there is a disconnect there and something's in the works to keep it that way
1: well i think that you're going to see a lot more of that uh you know in the next 10 years because you know some of the damage that Trump's done to this system. Um, I mean, like, there's a lot of, you know, I think, man, I don't know. It, it's just weird because, like, some of the stuff that, you know, I think it was uh, that uh, attorney, um, Southern District attorney, the, the Berman guy. Yeah.
0: Um, this week, the, uh, the guy who was asked to leave and said, I'm not going anywhere. And, uh, well,
1: well, the guy that they were going to put in place was, like, some kind of finance guy. And he had like, never
0: had any prosecutorial um, yeah. experience at all in his life.
1: And there's and it's so one much of the going highest courts in the land. Yeah. And it's so – like there's so many of those types of instances with, with the Trump administration where like they're getting somebody in there that will just say yes to Trump. Um, and and it just – to me, I think that that causes breaks in, in kind of the, the flow of information – and kind of like knowing whether or not you're getting good information. So it just, to me- That like, is, that's the uh, that's the, the, the Russian playbook. The sym- yeah, and that's also like the symptoms of just, you know, um, which will just cause problems and getting things done. I
0: you have a lot of people looking for anarchy and you want a lot of people looking for real small government where there isn't that much accountability. And you have people like William Barr coming in who gets to lead the Justice Department and gets to make all these special accommodations just for President Trump. It has nothing to do with the American people. This guy no. is this man's personal lawyer at this point.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, Barr. I he's a tough nut to crack. I mean, I don't really get what he gets out of it, um, but he does seem to be. He does seem to like his job. So that's kind of
0: weird. Uh, yes and he does find an excuse for everything which uh you gotta say he loves to read the text real deeply and find those nuggets that might come to
1: benefit him yeah i mean i just always wonder it's like is is it Trump? like do people get fascinated with trump's approval is he like uh grooming like he grooms people to like Think that they need his approval uh, for stuff, or like, is there money exchanged, or promises, or I mean, I really
0: think that he just is a gateway to their causes. So if there can be some kind of mutual using for benefit, then they will hitch hitch to each other's wagons and see where this thing rolls.
1: Yeah, it does. See, I mean, that's really. I mean, I just am always looking for ways to explain this (laughs) shit show, and it's like. You just you know you can go way like wildly outside of like what reason is, but like then you're like no, it's simpler than that. It is. It's <laughs> Occam's razor for
0: sure. Yeah. Um. So in other news, this week we'll just briefly mention that DC is looking at getting statehood. I saw um, that. Yeah. There is a Saharan dust cloud that is now over a lot of the U.S. and will be making nice sunsets and bad respiratory conditions for the rest of us coming real soon. Um wow. And what else do we have? Oh, let's see. We have some actual uh, news on the struggle for racial equality in this country. Um, now, we can talk about how there were shooting at a Breonna Taylor justice protest that left one person dead and one person injured, but that is going to be some negative territory that I don't think we need to get into because it's already been a fairly heavy episode. So yeah. can I just say that... One of the best things I've heard all week is that we've got Chef B looking to replace Chrissy C. And when I say that, I mean there is a movement in the city of Cleveland to replace the Christopher Columbus statue there with a local hometown favorite, Mr. Chef Boyardee. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, now, I didn't realize, <laughs> but uh, Mr. Boyardee came straight from Italy and migrated, immigrated to uh, the, the Cleveland area. And uh, he ended up dying at 87 years old in, like, Parma or something. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really hilarious. And everybody who, you know, is up in arms about it and the on the republican side of things they're they're saying well we should really just leave it up to the italians and you're never going to get them to change their mind on christopher columbus no matter how many facts you tell them about how bad he is but they just thought it was insulting that we would have an actual supposedly semi-decent person from modern times replace
1: him i i thought it was great well i mean i think that look uh, the one thing that i I mean the characterization like look you can do things in a in a positive way that you know like aren't a, a direct defamation to the character of like the Italian people you know so it's like I I mean I I I think that like you know putting cultural icons uh, as a statue replacement for some of these things I think it's great I mean I think that you know it's kind of the fabric of the United States is you know our deep connection to like entertainment and capitalism and and these like, kind of cultural icons that are connected to products and, uh, and entertainment. So I think, I don't know, I, I'd be down for it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's not like this is
0: a fake How about a chef Bourdier saying- can't?
1: Not the guy, just the can
0: yeah um i just i I think that there are certain ones that could probably stay up with a little bit of disclaimer i heard someone i think from the national history museum talk about how you know you got to put up a little bit of explanation here and maybe you get rid of the two uh the native american and the black person who is who are next to, to teddy roosevelt astride a horse because it puts mm-hmm. them on a lower level but you don't have to get rid of teddy roosevelt because he kind of was important for you know environmental conservation and a lot of other things
1: well i i think that the one thing you got to go for me i mean i i think that the one who who puts up these sculptures like it's not just the sculpture like so it's like it's it's a case-by-case situation because the do we care about what the, the fuck the artist was thinking? Or, like, who was commissioned to do this? Who paid for it? You know, like, all this type of stuff plays into the idea of, like, maybe this isn't what we think it is. Maybe it's somebody who's using Teddy Roosevelt's image to convey something entirely different about him. You know, it's, like, maybe, it, I don't know, like, the, the 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 full story of the Natural History Museum one, but, like, who, who commissioned that? Like, it, it could have largely based on, like, nothing that teddy roosevelt ever stood for you know what i mean so sure it's like, it
0: could have everything to do with the public perception of his legacy at the time right. that it was put up they're hijacking
1: and he, his 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 name and image
0: it's very which i possible. think is illegal <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i think once you're president you give consent to have as many statues of yourself erected as
1: possible yeah well, um, i mean this the the one thing with the the statue thing it's like i saw uh Kind of read something a little bit poignant there was a graph kind of uh in terms of the argument of tearing these statues down especially confederate ones and uh you know those are those were built way after the civil war and that wow. was totally like trying to foment like the confederate kind of ideology again and in the characters that were involved in it by the you know the, the daughters of the confederacy or whatever i think there was something on john oliver like yeah and we, we actually maybe? touched
0: on it on last week's show. It essentially was um, oh, sorry, a way to no, that's totally fine because it's really important to to say that this was a way to settle the people down in the south because they were tired of uh, having black troops out there, you know, patrolling their streets keeping them right and, and we were placating and we're like listen we'll put this shit up and we'll name the bases just to keep you guys civil and uh please try to stay so so y- you had that but then you had jim
1: crow start as soon as you know they yeah. left it's it's basically you know like well i mean like look to, to think that like separate but equal was ever like a good idea like, says so much about where the country was at one point, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess if you asked everybody that, they wouldn't have been on board. (laughs) No, I mean, try saying that bullshit now. You know what I mean? It's, like, seems insane.
0: Right, because we know it wasn't equal, and even when it was separate, they weren't being given the fair shake, and it should never be separate to begin with.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, like, like, I just... The logic fails me on that one. I just don't even... Like, these were smart... I'm assuming men that came up with this, you know. Right. It's, I'm assuming it was, uh, you know, white guys that thought, "Well, this'll <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's
0: like, this will work." Let's try this for
1: 50 or 75 years. I'm sure we <laughs> won't have to address it for a while. You no, know, I I don't necessarily think that that's like the best move, but uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got. That's the best you got. You know? Uh, yeah. It's like maybe we should think about it a little bit more. No, no, I think we got it.
0: Yeah, we've only had 20 years or whatever. Yeah, it's um, unbelievable. So, yes. uh, so yeah, you since you're th- we have you here and you're a pretty techie guy, yeah. I figured uh, you could give us some news on something tech-related. And one of the topics that we talked about and that you had suggested for discussion was TikTok. Yeah, um, I mean, I- so Look, as man. a dad, right, I, I have a I have a daughter who will one day be phone obsessed, and so I was I'm more than happy to gain some insight into this scary world that I know nothing about. Um, yes. It, so it, well, go please because well, no the
1: one, yeah go ahead sorry well
0: you, no it's just like this thing has been shown to be so fun and yet so mischievous and and dark and and whatnot it's it's it runs the gamut so you've got people from the company themselves that say they want to fill the landing page with only shining happy individuals and that's you know it's a chinese company or whatever i believe right um and so they've also kind of been asleep at the wheel in terms of regulating the content away from that landing page uh, like other social media platforms have done so it's actually been a hotbed of conspiracy theories being promoted and like i said the one that i heard of was bringing Pizzagate back, the Mac Daddy of all conspiracy theories. And uh, the video that I saw this week was this analysis of a Justin Bieber Instagram video where people are typing to him, hey, touch your hat if you've been molested by the Clintons or something as a child. And wow. then he touches his hat, and next thing you know, Pizzagate's back and going, and, and you know, in the news once again because it's apparently a real thing, right? So. Well, Please tell me more about this platform.
1: Well, no, the P- the Pizzagate thing is, is is well, since we found out that it's uh, you know complete bullshit and uh, kind of like the dumbest story ever, it's it, it has some comedic value, I think. So, like bringing it back, it's kind of like, oh, well, it's just Pizzagate. So, I think, uh, yeah, bring Pizzagate back. I mean, it'll it'll probably suffer the same pathway as it did before, but. Uh, but some yeah, people do like to play the greatest hits, so as long as they're allowed to bring yeah. or
0: trot that horse out of the barn again, hopefully Trump to do will so. pick
1: up that. But I, I doubt uh, he's gonna go down that route again. <laughs> 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 but we can, I'm praying. So, uh, so TikTok, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things uh, you could say about TikTok. Um, one thing I think, like, I keep going back to like um, the NBA All Star game that was like. And kind of like, do you remember, like, uh, the whole Hong Kong thing? Remember that? <laughs> right, uh, that, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely, like, a lot of implications in this idea that, you know, there's certain entities uh, here in the United States um, that have vested interests with the Chinese government. So, you know, like, you got Disney, the NBA, um, TikTok uh, being one of them. And uh, so, essentially, you know, like, what you could say about, TikTok is like it's like a basically a data collection service that is like under the veil of a like a social network. So I mean they don't really think like I mean they they're doing enough with it as a social network to get you to use it, but that's probably about it. I mean what basically underlying uh, once you get this app on your phone, look man, I'm just going to tell you like <laughs> it, it's 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 a crazy. So, like, there's a system, like, uh, level architecture called LLVM, which is basically, like, a message sending system for the computer um, that, you know, is kind of, like, the most important way, like, information gets passed around from applications to the hardware to, like, you know, it's kind of like the the vascular system of the the body. Okay. And so they've hijacked that and built their own version of it for the app so it, it can kind of, like, do things that... LLVM uh, probably shouldn't and there's like security obviously at the, that level to do a lot of these handshakes but essentially they've they've forked that and uh, are able to like pick up stuff that you know were like not there, there's a guy that actually wrote an article on Reddit uh, I don't know I guess you would call it a post but essentially like detailing he reverse engineered the app and so just a, a couple lists of some of the stuff that uh TikTok tracks for you um, is like your phone hardware, um, like CPU, uh, screen dimensions, disk space, memory usage. Uh, They do uh, everything network related. So like Wi-Fi, passwords, uh, your uh, router names, uh, Mac addresses. They can tell whether you've been rooted or jailbroken. Um, They have some GPS pingings that do every 30 seconds. Um, wow. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the other apps do this stuff. Uh, but like some of the stuff that like they're doing is like next level. So like, right. So I a certain- remember a
0: lot of that with the uh, face swapping technology, um, like a year or two ago, right? People were really yeah. up in arms about all the type of information you were giving to that client uh, once you signed up for it. But this sounds like, you know,
1: leagues worse. Well, I mean, like, what, what you potentially could do is like, there's a lot of social engineering that could be done by giving, getting this information. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, there's talk of them, you know, having facial recognition and stuff. Right. Being, I, I, being able to identify you in various ways that you're probably not even aware of. Um, there was a, this is an interesting one they uh the guy said they set up a local proxy server on your device for transcoding transcoding media which essentially means like turning like a, a jpeg into a png or like you know doing some kind of like uh, uh con- editing conversion. And alteration. Con- yeah conversion of the the file format but that that could be easily abused and has zero authentication so it's like something that's just running on your phone that like really doesn't do anything except steal from you um, but could then what do something in your name. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, look, the amount... So, like, one of the other really creepy things that uh, TikTok's done uh, is they also obfuscate op- 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 suc- uh, some of their functions in the way the code works. So, that, so from every update, like, it's completely different. Like, they basically see that you're, like, debugging it And the better job you do, they find out about it and they totally switch it. So like they spend most of their time just trying to alter their app. So like, you can't tell what it's doing. Interesting, Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: and so do you think that they're possibly like working with the Chinese
1: government? Absolutely, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that this is a uh, instrument that they're using uh, in the United States to uh, gain information from us. Absolutely. I, I I mean, like there's been a lot of situations where like, I think that, you know, Uh, you look at Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and like a lot of social media platforms, like they, and and to some degree, like they, and Google for for what it's worth, um, use your information to create a, you know, interesting and quality experience for the user. But like that gets abused and like, especially coming from a, you know, a place where like, I think um, there's not a lot of oversight and there's not a lot of like, you know, traditional kind of media and uh, application oversight that's going on. Sure. If you Uh, look
0: at the uh, congressional hearings from Facebook, you could tell that the legislators have not a damn clue about how these things work. So they're asking grandpa questions to uh, really tech-savvy individuals who are just like, yeah, listen, for the last time I told you, it doesn't share your recipes. You have to opt in. And, like, yes, that's true, but then once you opt in, like you opt into all this type of data sharing and um, data gathering that you might not really
1: understand. Well, one of the interesting things, like as I was reading through this Reddit thread, um, like people were like, well, what if I had TikTok on my phone? And uh, like, if I get rid of it, does that remove it? And uh, a lot of these uh, security guys in thread were like, we're not entirely sure if deleting it actually gets it off your phone. (laughs) Right,
0: right. And so, you know, like a lot of the times, most of the information that they got initially is all they need.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Because, I mean, like, it depends on what you're trying to do and what type of, like... Uh, look, if you look at what Cambridge Analytica did with the Facebook data, uh, th- th- this app should, you know... Just... Yeah, the initial scrape was enough. Yeah, don't don't let your friends and family use TikTok. That's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, you yeah, know, it's really tough to keep the kids off of it
0: nowadays, so yeah. you got to oh, wonder I mean, what they're going to do.
1: I love... No, it's like uh, I love going up to, like, young kids and saying like you do you do know you're an instrument of the chinese government (laughs) (laughs) you're like what do you mean i don't get it i I know you i know you just posted like a dance routine or a cooking video but trust me (laughs) (laughs) it's worse than you thought and i'm not even talking about your performance
0: um well thank you very much that was pretty insightful i appreciate it
1: Yeah, no, um, I'll uh, try and uh, keep abreast of this uh, TikTok situation. Yes, and report back with any new findings. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um,
0: All right, so once again, not much going on in the world of sports. But uh, Uh, I would like (sighs) to start by congratulating the Youngstown of England, uh, Liverpool, and my favorite football team. (laughs) On their first Premier League title in 30 years, so little claps to the Reds. Very cool. Nice job. Um, yeah, and um, they they celebrated pretty well. There wasn't a lot of social distancing going on, and there was minimal fires. So that is pretty
1: good for a bunch of hooligans. Um, well, uh, but... wasn't uh, sorry uh, the in New Zealand didn't they just have like a uh, rugby or something like that?
0: Oh, I, they might have. I'd certainly okay. Not well, yeah, uh, keep so a track like that a... one.
1: No, so basically, um, I don't know if it was soccer. You just made me think about this because, like, you know, they basically eliminated the coronavirus. and uh, Right,
0: right, in New Zealand, so, yeah.
1: So they had uh, held a sporting event, and it was completely like they filled a stadium and played the game, and it was fine. Wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: definitely possible when your country only has, like, what, 300,000 people or something. Yeah. Um, and apparently their rugby team, I think, is the best of all time the black shirts or whatever they're called but they're a a marauding bunch that have been feared for decades now yeah it was rugby okay um but so in sporting news that americans actually care about uh baseball reluctantly (laughs) agreed to play a 60 game season um golf mma and racing kind of continue to be entertaining their limited audiences And uh, you got the NBA, who are still planning their bubble league to kick off on June 30th from the happiest place on earth. A place which also allows no accidents, no deaths, and no frowny faces. But the real focus, you know, as always, is on football. And that is a sport that currently is running headfirst into the brick wall that is reality. And they're finding it a little hard to make a safe environment for the players to operate in, especially at the college level, okay? So you have Kansas State. Boise State, and Houston all shutting down football activities recently because of coronavirus positive cases and concerns. You have Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, and other schools totally refusing to release the testing results of their teams. And then a little closer to you, you have... Uh, UCLA, 30 players on that team are demanding that third-party health officials be present for their practices just to make sure that they are under the watchful eye of someone who actually cares about their health and not just trotting them back onto the field. So, what do you think, man? Uh, How are we going to be able to have football? I
1: don't think we're going to be... I mean, look, the thing that I... I I mean, I can't predict what's going to happen, you know, like over the course of the next couple months... But I'd say the only way that we can really have football is uh, with the vaccine at this point. Sure. Because and, there's just oh, we, no way to no way to rein that in. You know what I mean? Even even with just the players. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the thing. It's like regardless of the stadium situation of like who's playing in front of who, like just the practices and the players and all that type of stuff. It's like how do you <laughs> monitor that? Period. Yeah.
0: I, all right. So you have a virus that essentially is worse for people who are obese who um uh, the african-american community is uh disproportionately affected and uh, just a lot of these factors are just textbook definition of what a football player is a lot of the time not to mention that their entire job is to breathe on each other every 30 seconds Uh, heavily i might add you know so like how do you plan on doing that and then we we didn't get into the vaccines this week because we didn't j- have times, but we're going to talk about that next week. But like, these vaccines are quite a ways away. So you have a few that are in the advanced stage of the of, of trials. Yeah, but- they actually just started uh, one in England. Right, uh, but they, they're starting them here, like in the in the actual placebo versus non placebo groups of like thirty thousand people per go. But these things will not be ready, and once they are, the first six months or whatever are going to be trial and error on the population. And then once they're found to be effective, they're only going to be given to first responders until you have several hundred right. million doses ready. Right, and then not everyone will be. Um, immunized at the exact same time and they're saying that it's going to probably be a two-part vaccine so people who think that this thing is going hey when january 1 hits we're going to be ready to go and everybody's going to be fine to roam them roam the streets mask free and get back to life as as they you know want it to be not as usual because there will be no usual it's just i think delusional because out of desperation
1: yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of bills to be paid in, 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 in college sports and uh, at the professional level. So, you know, it becomes like a monetary thing. And uh, just like, you know, I think the way, you know, learn the lessons from, uh, you know, what's been going on with this. And, and you'll realize that, you know, like it doesn't seem like a great idea. So, I mean, I think that <clears throat> if it's about money, you know, like uh, – I just, I don't think that there's a, there's a product. You know what I mean? I just don't think that you can look at it as a situation where there's gonna be something to sell. So, I mean, uh, you know, like look, uh, entertainers have been doing like tons of concerts like from home, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like sports are just not like that. It's a highly competitive kind of thing. And it's like, you gotta be there for it. And it's like certain sports are already geared for this type of situation and some just aren't. And that's just the reality of the situation.
0: Yeah, um, so the professional ranks are much more bolstered by their TV contracts, whereas the college ranks depend a lot on the gate. So right, not being able to have school. in-person experience really hurts their bottom line. Yeah. But the people who are crying the most about having to need football are the largest institutions like Ohio State and Alabama, who, may I remind you, even though they might be – public institutions they have very large endowments which they could probably lean on and possibly dip into Uh, in times like these to like make sure that the other sports who they think they're going to have to cut at first glance can maybe continue on and not be you know eliminated forever
1: well and also what does school look like this fall you know what i mean it's like I don't know if like school is going to be operating in the same way. So like, I think that you can, if you do this intelligently, I think that you can move things around to make this, like this school year work. But like, you know, team sports is just not going to be a part of it. It's just, it can't be until like we have more comprehensive. I mean, look, uh, you know, like there was I I heard a guy that was uh, interviewed on a New York times podcast, that daily thing. Uh And uh, they were talking about, you know, like, we could fully reopen if we had 30 million tests a day. Right, exactly, exactly. And And so I was reading that, like,
0: your average, you know, football team plus trainers and whatever is 120 individuals. And if you look at the average test costing $100, now you're looking at spending that much each day just to see if you could get back on the field. It seems like a waste of resources right off the bat.
1: Well, the argument is in in this uh, study that they did to to find out like what type of uh, comprehensive testing would allow us to reopen to full capacity. um, It would be a billion dollars a day to do that. Uh, I mean, even if you could logistically figure it out, which is probably not possible, but I mean, if you could, and then, but the, the idea is that the revenue, the daily revenue of the United States. Is in the like, I think that's the being lost is
0: greater than that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: the amount of money that you're going to make based off of the money you're uh, shelling out for testing, it, the, the testing would be insignificant. So, I mean, you, we could afford it and also we'd be reopening. But unfortunately, we're doing like, I think we're on track to 2 million tests a day, you mm-hmm. know, so we're nowhere near there. So.
0: No, I know, I know, but I love listening to that uh, infectious disease guy whenever he comes on the daily. He's a wealth yeah. of knowledge, and yeah. a lot of the times it's a little scary ominous, but at least you're getting the straight shit.
1: Oh, I mean, you know, I'm I, i I'm more, I'm more apt to wanting to know rather than to, to guess, so. Well, we it's are in hear. a
0: head-in-the-sand moment in time right now, so as long as you are not part of that group, that ever-growing group, it seems, uh, you're doing the right thing, because it... The truth shall set us free eventually. Uh, feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh well dude, I want to thank you very much for uh yeah, no coming problem. back on the show. This has been great. Yeah, anytime, man. Definitely. Um so yeah, take care out there in California and uh send me some some photos and some videos of how things have been going there on the on the street level and next time you hang out with old Luke, uh give me a give me a group call or maybe even uh, a FaceTime.
1: Oh, yeah. I I've been uh I've been into those a little bit more lately because c- uh, the remote work. So uh, of course, yeah. All
0: right, cool. Maybe we'll do a Zoom, and I'll I'll even bring uh, Brittany and Vivian on there, and
1: we can that's, have a nice little chat. That's my uh, that's the jam. Is the Zoom? <laughs> that's everyone's Zoom jam nowadays. Yeah, right? everybody yeah. loves Zoom. Yeah, sweet. All right.
0: Well, uh, thanks again, and um, yeah, no problem, I want to thank our awesome audio benefactor mr ryan little for giving us our great intro music check him out on soundcloud and i do want to stress one more time because it is the end of june that it is scleroderma awareness month and so if you could go on the link that we'll have on the podcast and you can go and donate there and it is for a great cause and uh, i just want to say i love you mom and uh thank you very much have a great week we will see you guys in seven days hence